Hey, Buzzheads, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. commentate on this song so we can play it legally yes we are commentators oh, of this and, song and, and review or critiquing yeah it's a good song it's a really good song there we critiqued it <laughs> and it really is a really good song it's probably my favorite it's by far my favorite band of uh wings song uh yeah and, and i'd much rather listen to wings than the beatles oh that that'll be a good topic to get into today hey we want we should talk about one of the beatles Hey, let's talk about Paul McCartney. All right. What's going on, Todd? It is time, everybody, for another episode of That 70s Buzz Podcast, and we're glad you guys are here. I've got some information for you that that Todd doesn't even know. Uh Uh-oh. What? What? You know, we've done, what, well over 50 episodes of this show? Yeah. We have never made our listeners have to sit through a single commercial. That's true. Did you know that? I knew that. Why you said I, I knew that? Yeah, you knew that. So anyway, you said I didn't know that. Well, no. This is this is what you don't know. Uh oh. So this is for everybody out there. Uh oh. Let me see if I can find this real quick. So I'm on the edge of my seat. Instead of getting advertisers on here and having you guys have to sit through an advertisement, we have come up with a new way of funding our show. What? So if you guys will go, why can't I find it? If you guys will go, look at that. Look at that baby right there. If you guys will go to, and I'm going to tell you the short version, bcmerc.com. That's short for Bottle Caps Mercantile. You can go to bottlecapsmercantile.com or go to bcmerc.com. You go up to the top of the page, and there's Shop the Merc, and there's you, you scroll down, and it says 70 Swag. You click on 70 Swag, and it will pop up a T-shirt and it will be the coolest looking T-shirt. Man, I want one. How and come I don't have one? Because I just made them today. You just you just designed that today. Yep. So so instead of putting you guys, <laughs> all you loyal listeners, and we we really appreciate you guys listening to us. Please go if you'll buy one of our T-shirts. We won't ever have to get any advertisers on here. That's true. So they're twenty two fifty. These Todd and I actually have started silk screening our own T-shirts. We do not silk screen this one because it's got a lot of color in it. You guys go check it out. It's a uh, it's a memory from the '70s, a bottle cap. It's got the '70s buzz on the bottle cap and says podcast. And then the the tagline under that is 
the greatest decade known to man. <laughs> yes, it is. So okay, so I, I'm assuming you're going to be uh, ordering us some of those. I think I will. You bet. And so and they come in. Look, I've got. Look at them. Look at my plethora of colors here. Oh, look at all those colors, man. Uh, ooh, I like that yellow. I know you can't. It's hard to decide what color. Yeah, that's a good looking yellow. Yeah, so. and, and I, I look really good in yellow. You guys go to bcmerc.com, where the t-shirts are, do the drop down, go to 70s Swag, and you'll find our 70s Buzz podcast t-shirts there. Please order one. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, Is there some way they can like, like, uh, oh, uh, con- not, you know, let us know that they bought it? Just email us, buzz at... Bu- oh, okay, yeah. What we want you to do is if you do, you might even get more swag this way. If you will buy one of our T-shirts and you will wear it and use the hashtag BCMerc, B-C-M-E-R-C, BCMerc, short for Bottle Caps Mercantile, on Instagram or Twitter, <laughs> when we see that hashtag, you will be entered into a drawing for even more swag. So please go buy go buy a t-shirt, put it on, take a selfie, hashtag BC Merc, B-C-M-E-R-C on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we'll... Uh, yeah, do do like, um, if you, it'd be cool if they could take a picture of themselves in a setting where, like, where they live, so it'd be like, like, if you're in New York City, it'd be like... You know, uh, you know, under the big giant arch, or or with the <laughs> with the uh, uh, um, Empire State Building behind him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not or the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, the Ooh. Statue of Liberty wearing one of our T-shirts. Ooh, could you guys put a, <laughs> a T-shirt on the Statue of Liberty for us? Yeah. So hey, we're uh, in. It, so I guess that was an ad. Oh, but it's our ad. So uh, yeah. we appreciate you guys. Hey, we had uh, we had a comment from Joseph. From New York, by the way. From New York, and we did an episode on 8-tracks, and Joseph liked that episode so much that he sent us on the Buzzhead Radio Facebook page, he sent us a photo of his what? Uh, 69 GTO? Was it 69, I think? 69, 70. 70. GTO Judge. Yeah. Now, my brother had a 70 GTO, but it wasn't a Judge. It was, was it a 70? He had a. He's, it was in around there. It was the. It was the long version, the wider, uh, longer version, and not the the judgy version. Well, the, the cool thing about Joseph is he said he showed us. A, he took a picture of the car. It's on Buzzhead Radio, the Facebook page, and he says there's a 1971 tape, eight track tape of Sly and the Family Stone, in inside the car. So, and we don't, we're not sure, Joseph. We apologize for the last name Port Portugalo. That's how we're going to say it, Joseph Portugalo. <laughs> And so Curtis's hands have to move. Yeah, my hands I have to move like uh <laughs> like, like the guy that makes the pizza. I don't know. So, but we we appreciate you Joseph. Uh thank you for checking in and you guys leave us comments either anywhere. Just leave us comments. We'll find them somewhere. We greatly appreciate them on iTunes uh but uh I guess we ought to get into our episode. Yeah, we're doing Paul McCartney tonight. We are doing Paul McCartney. How old is Paul these days? Uh, he's old. He was born at 42, so he'd be at least 12. No, he's older than that. Uh, I can't do the math. You right. do the math over there. He was born in Liverpool, England. That would be across the pond. <clears throat> he was part of that uh, British invasion back in the 60s. 
And so basically what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about mostly... 76. He's 76. 76 years old. Yeah, I knew that. Why didn't I? Yeah, I knew that. Mm. Um, we're going to mostly talk about Paul McCartney in the 70s, but we're going to... I guess we'll start out a little bit with... Were, were you... Because you just said it earlier, not a huge fan of the Beatles? No, never was. Never. Right. Not, not, I mean, I know they had a, a huge influence on music. But uh, just as far as listening to their songs. Yeah. My sister did. Marsha had, you know, several of their albums, but no, nah, I was a, I was a, no. See, no. I, I can say the same thing. I'm 55 years old, and I don't think I've ever purchased a Beatles album, cassette, record, Mm-mm. or song on iTunes. Now, when I was, you know, around 1970, before they broke up, they did break up around 1970, um, my mom like your sisters, my mom did have, my mom had some Beatles albums. Now I'd listened to her Beatles albums. Mm-hmm. I want to hold your hand, whatever. I'm not sure what album that was on. Um, but she had some Buddy Holly and some, those type of albums. So I kind of got into that 50s, 60s, this, cause that's all the albums she had. So, so I did kind of like the Beatles as far as the albums that were around the house. Um, but then after I started buying my own albums again, I never, yeah, I did well, get I did so, but I did get banned on the run. So I probably maybe like you liked Paul McCartney and Wings as far as my personal music more than I liked, even though the Beatles were very influential and I love a lot of their songs. I listened on a daily basis more to Paul and Wings. Yeah, who's your favorite Beatle? You, when they were the Beatles or after yeah. they weren't the no, Beatles? No, when, when they were the Beatles. Oh. Well, I guess afterwards, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't have I'm kind of always like the oddball. I'm always a Ringo. Ringo. I kind of <laughs> like Ringo. He had, what was that song he had after they broke up? Oh. Um, yeah, see, here Crap. we go again. Mm-hmm. Somebody screaming at the at the podcast. Mm-hmm. Whatever that one song that Ringo, I really like that one, Boy Back in the Day. And he was. Uh, it had star, the word star in it or something? Nah, uh, it'll, it'll come to me. Uh, but it, so yeah, Ringo. Just because he was kind of like me, the least talented in the band. <laughs> Whatever, you weren't least talented. Yeah, I, I just plunked around. <laughs> Whatever. I, I never, I never took me. I mean, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to read music or. I didn't either. Anything. Yeah. Well, I sort of did. Yeah. Well. So anyway, wasn't, yeah. Wasn't he married to that Barbara Bach? Yeah. See, that's another reason to like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was trying to Google the. <laughs> what it, what his song was? Yeah, yeah. So so basically, they split in 1970. The Beatles, which made uh, Paul McCartney go out on his own, and um, now even though the Beatles split up in 1970, it did not become like a legal split until 1975. Although they never got back together after that 1970 split, I think they got together for some paper signings and stuff, but they never played as a band again. And get this, Paul McCartney was only 27 years old when they split up. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. I mean, your Beatles career is over (laughs) at age 27. Holy moly. Now, you had mentioned earlier, he was was longer a wing Mm -hmm. than he was a Beatle. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of interesting. I wonder how the money would split up. I mean, if they surely he probably made more money as a Beatle. Probably, probably in yeah. the long run. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're still making tons of money as Beatles. So mm. yeah, he's like 
he's I think his net worth is like is a billion something. It's over a billion. Yeah, ten, ten richest rock stars in the world. Paul McCartney comes in at numero uno, one point two billion dollars. That's a B, not an M. A B, a B and M. That's a <laughs> lot of money for one guy to be carrying around in a wallet. Just think, I bet his wallet's fat. Just think if that one chick hadn't have taken a whole bunch of it. That one, your wife number two. Yeah, like we'll do, we'll do, we'll do like you do. Wife number two. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now that wasn't in the seventies, so you know. No, yeah, and that was that's what was that's what's kind of cool about Paul McCartney in the seventies is he was pretty much Linda McCartney and Wings throughout the entire seventies, almost from the very beginning of the seventies to except for Linda to the end because um, Wings broke up, I think, right around nineteen seventy nine. Hmm. So, uh, so that so that's mostly what we're going to talk about tonight is Paul McCartney, maybe some little known facts, but then a lot about what Wings did and what I learned doing a little bit of research. You know, we do a little bit of research sometimes. Is uh, he released sometimes. a lot of albums as Paul McCartney and as Wings that we've never heard of. So it's kind of like uh, kind of like Babe Ruth. He had the most home runs, but he also had the most, most strikeouts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if you put enough of them out there. You know, something's going to stack to the wall. Yeah. Which, make, which makes sense. Yeah, so, uh, and we're, and I'm not, we're not going to talk a whole lot about them because I don't know what to say about them because some of them <laughs> I'd never heard of. So his first album uh, in the early 70s after being with the uh, Beatles was named McCartney, and it included the song Baby I'm Amazed. Uh, that's an awesome song. He, I, going through the Wing songs and the Paul McCartney songs, he has got some huge songs that are not Beatles songs. Um, and so... You know, and I get those confused sometimes. Sometimes you're listening, like that song right there. I know. I just don't, it just dawned on me that's not a Beatles song. No, and see, that was released as a single in the early 70s, but then it was eventually released by McCartney and Wings in 1977. Ah. So uh, 1971 is when Paul and Linda, Linda was his wife, Linda, and you know, Linda was a Eastman, right? Which was Eastman Kodak. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Linda came from Mega Bucks as well, because she was part of that family. And they formed Wings with drummer Denny Sewell and guitarist uh, Denny Lane. And Denny Lane was a member, a prior member of the Moody Blues. Did you know really? that? Didn't know that. Baby, I'm a baby. You love me all the time. Baby, I'm afraid of the way I love That's sad when she died. Linda? Yeah. Yeah. She was pretty. Nice lady, too. Yeah. Not that I ever met her or knew her personally, but have a lot nicer than that second one. Yeah, so so Linda McCartney <laughs> died in '98. Yeah, um, cancer. I think was it ovarian cancer? I th- I'm not sure, but yeah, she kind of dealt with that for a while. So yeah, it sucks. Um, so yeah, first album uh, McCartney uh, came out. I mean, with that song, that's huge. The first album, Wildlife for Wings, Wildlife included "Love Is Strange," and uh, it did. So-so in the U.S., I think it did better. In the, I think all of his stuff as Paul McCartney and Wings did better in the U.K., um, but there were no single hits from that debut album of Wildlife. Mm. So that's like I say. So 
so I mentioned that one because it was their first, but again, there was a lot of albums that there was never, you, you wouldn't know any songs from it. Did, and this I learned, did you know that their next single, after, after Wildlife, um, which included, the, so after the single Love is Strange, they did Mary Had a Little Lamb, the nursery rhyme. Oh, they did? They recorded it? Yes. I guess we ought to try to look that up on YouTube. Um, I'll get right on that. Yeah. And I, got, I don't. I got to change glasses. Let's see. Uh, not really sure how that was released or even. I, and it sounds like it might have been like a minor hit at some point. Mary Had a Little Lamb? Yeah. Mary Had a Little Lamb. The, the actual nursery rhyme. So see if you can dig that up. Um, so later on into the 70s, we get to 1973. And this is when I really started noticing who Paul McCartney was because he was asked to do um, the theme for a James Bond soundtrack. Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Bum, bum, bum. I, I remember the first time I heard, I, well, I don't remember the exact, but I just remember hearing Live and Let Die as a kid in the 70s, thinking it was one of the coolest songs ever because it it was one of those songs where it went from such different dynamics to yeah. another dynamic, you know, and I was like, wow. It was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody-ish. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was jumping around and it would yeah it changed. Very uh, very good song. I can't pick up these these songs fast enough. <laughs> oh well, keep plugging away. Um, so I, sh- I should have had all those. Yeah, preloaded. We should have. A uh, song was so popular it was Oscar nominated, and um, Mary had a I guess you would at least know the words to this song. <laughs> I'm watching the video. They actually have a lamb in there. Now, speaking of a lamb, so this, what year did I say that was? That was like um, somewhere around probably 71, 70, 72. 72. Um, I'm trying to think of when he became a vegetarian. Oh. Uh, not until 75, but he became, so McCartney... Paul and Linda both became vegetarians in 1975. He was actually eating lamb and looked out a window and saw lambs outside the window and from that moment on decided that he was going to be a vegetarian. And then for, so for most of their 29-year marriage, they were vegetarians. Um, and then he became, because he was a vegetarian, he became an outspoken animal rights activist, he and Linda. Later, oh, later in the seventies, that could be why he's so healthy too. Ah, uh, probably. Although, do, does he eat fish though? I don't know. You know that that I don't know. We might have to ask That's him. A whole vegan Let's try thing. to Paul. If you're listening to this episode, which we know you we are, we know you are. Please call us or contact us at buzz at buzzheadmedia.com, <laughs> and uh, we'd like to book you on the show and ask you about your vegetarianism. We're still waiting for William Shatner too. By the way. Yeah, who, somebody from Enid, some girl from Enid's husband is a pilot. No, that was uh, that was Chuck Norris. Oh, Ooh. Natalie, the girl that works for us. Yeah. Her husband was on the flight with, did you see that? No. You didn't see Rob was on the plane with William Shatner. Here, just recently? When he went down to... Um, New Orleans? No, to uh, Corpus Christi. Oh. The flight from Oklahoma City to Corpus Christi, William Shatner was on the plane with him. 
What, he, the, what the hell is he doing I, in Oklahoma City? I don't City? know, but he was here. So he was he was leaving Oklahoma City, and um, he said, Rob said he, I hate to say this, Bill, but uh, Rob said he did, wasn't acting real nice or real friendly. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know. We'll I've, have to ask Rob when he gets here. I've heard he's a kind of a He jerk. probably just doesn't want to be, he just, he might be one of those guys well, that doesn't like to be. Don't take a commercial flight. Good Lord. Well, <clears throat> anyway, so. He's got all that Priceline money. Yeah, mm. boy, I forgot about those commercials. Whatever happened to Priceline? Is that still on? No, it's still a thing. Still there, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to Paul McCartney. Maybe we'll do an episode about Bill. Um, yeah, so so uh, 1973 was huge. Yeah, we had to do an episode, Bill. Call call us. Contact us, Bill. You can be on the show. I did, I've did. i actually contacted Bill's publicist, and you know what his publicist told me? <laughs> he doesn't do podcasts. Bill doesn't do podcasts. And then what happened like the next day? He was on a podcast. I heard him on a podcast. So, yeah. Crazy crack. So his, his publicist <laughs> is as mean as he is, I guess. <clears throat> He's just too good for us, I suppose. Yeah. So uh, for for Wings, nineteen seventy three, huge year, uh, live and let die, Oscar nominated song. But then the same year, the amazing, one of my favorites, Band on the Run album was released. Um, it was a huge hit all the way into nineteen seventy four. Uh, do you know who was on the cover? Some of the famous people on the cover of Band on the Run. Um. 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 Yeah. Um. Uh, the dude that played uh, Flint, uh, James Coburn. James maybe? Coburn, yeah, he was on there. Uh, uh, there was a famous black guy on there too. There was, and I'm not sure who Michael Parkinson is exactly, but and then Christopher Lee. Those, huh. those three were three of the famous uh, people on the cover. Hmm. Band on the Run, very cool cover. Like that cover. Why? Why were they on there? Uh, because they, I don't know. Good question. Just a. I I don't know that trivia. I guess we should look that up somewhere. Why were they on the band on the run album? Anyway, band on the run, a great song. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of what other songs came off that album. Do you? Because I had that I had that album at one time. I don't yeah. think I still have it anymore. Oh, I don't have any albums. I sold them at a garage sale. Darn rats, goofy rat. Fink rattle. My albums have disappeared. Uh oh. And and I have a few of them. And my brothers, my brother had a lot of albums, and they, you know, they. I have a couple of them, but most of them disappeared. What? what, I mean, (coughs) we never had garage. You got yours ready. Yours at a garage sale, right? Yeah, I sold the whole box to uh, Mike Stuber for like twenty or fifty bucks. I can't remember. And no, we never had garage sales. Oh really? Never. Well, this was when I lived on Seneca and was moving to Indian. Right, and they'd sat in a box, and I'd never played them for ten years. So I was like, "Well, why do I keep hauling them from house to house?" Because they're albums. I didn't know they were going to come back into vogue, which they're now back into vogue. But my point was, is we never had a garage sale, so I don't know where ours would have gone. Oh yeah, uh, they got to be around your house. Check the no. attic. Check the attic where the raccoon lived. I've been, I've been every. I know every square inch of that house. Not there, and maybe they just wore out and they got thrown away because you couldn't maybe, play them anymore. Yeah, maybe so. Wish we didn't um, save the covers. You know, because like like that band on the run album, that was some of the covers were the coolest part. Yeah, how could I how could I have forgotten Jet Jet? Oh, when Jet on that album as well, um, number one selling album of 1974 in the UK, Band on the Run, uh, and in 1975, Jet. Uh, well, the album won a Grammy in 1975. 
So that was that was when they were uh, at their peak, and that's when I was really listening to for me to go out and buy an album by a Beatle. Beatle um, had some good songs on it, so good album there. It was his third studio album. Third studio album. Uh, let's see if I can get a list of the... Uh, Again, that was 74, 75. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's been a long time since I've heard the album. So I know Band on the Run and Jet, those two songs alone were is enough to sustain... Mrs. Vanderbilt? Hmm. That was a song. I don't remember that song. <coughs> you got a tickle in your throat? Yeah, there? I got a little tickle in my throat. I apologize for... Helen Wheels. I've heard that. You have? I didn't realize it was Helen. I thought it was Hell On. Helen, Helen Wheels. Maybe it was a, like a play on words or something. Probably. Yeah, and then nineteen. moving on to 1976, uh, because Band on the Run kind of took up uh, 74. Let's see. Oh, listen to what the man said, 1975. I guess we better cover that before we get to 76. A standalone single. Uh, and then that was... What the man said. Yep. It says... Uh, which in which Paul is seen in the video playing everything. Very clever for its time. Remember a video in 1975? Where were we watching videos in 1975? We weren't watching videos. I know. So why did he have a video out? I wonder. It had to be played somewhere. Maybe it was like on American Bandstand or... You know, I don't know. Where would, where would you... That was the one about Mary Had a Little Lamb. That was a video. That yeah. was in 72... I'm just not sure where you would have watched a video in 1975 on TV. Anyway, they said uh, he played all the instruments on the video. And maybe, I, I don't know. And it says, very clever for its time. Yeah. But in 75, people were usually live. They were usually on American Bandstand or Midnight Special or some variety show. I can't. I'm just not sure where you would have watched a video. And Somebody... Uh, Somebody chime in somewhere and let us know where videos were being played in 1975 that we might have seen. I can't imagine. I can't think of anything. I can't either. But uh, So 75, uh, listen to what the man said. I, another song uh, I love of those guys. 76, saw the birth of Wings at the Speed of Sound, which I do not remember um, the, that album. But it had the hit singles Let Em In, very oh, good song, yeah. and... Silly love songs. Oh, you know that. You know why he wrote that song, don't you? Uh, because something maybe John Lennon said, or yeah, he said nobody wants to hear love songs anymore. And Paul's like, "Oh yeah, watch this." And uh, hold silly, my beer. Yeah, so <laughs> with silly love songs is one of those songs that when I hear it, it it literally takes me back to 1976 just in a split second. So uh, I must have listened to it. It must have been on the radio a lot, which I think it was. And my guess is somewhere around 76 is when we started working on the Haunted Mazes. Yeah. Because it seems like I kind of remember that being played a lot when we were building mazes for Halloween back uh, back in the day in Staten's garage Isn't that funny how you, um, you equate a certain song with, uh, you know, a time in your life? Yeah. And like, I can remember songs that were popular when I was driving my car. Oh, look, Mark's on the phone. Well, tell him he's late. <coughs> I'm going to critique this song. Very good. 
What a good song, man. It's got a video too. I, I, I never. Yeah, but these some of those videos they they probably made oh afterwards afterward you know like in the eighties. <coughs> oh, they just use footage. Uh, yeah. But I don't know the the way that one thing made it sound is like somebody was watching videos in '75. So. Now see, that, th- this is concert footage. Yeah, see, that's what you would have seen on like Midnight Special or some. I don't know what. There's there had to be something. I bet there was some show that we're not thinking of. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they did show videos on Midnight Special. I mean, maybe they weren't all live performers. Maybe. Well, and I wonder if there might have been like a show on Saturdays that showed rock videos for like thirty minutes or something that we're not remembering or. Hmm. We'll have to look. We'll look that up. If you guys know, buzz at buzzheadmedia.com. Uh, send us an email and let us know and quit screaming at the <laughs> at your device. And Remember, this is not a history podcast. Yeah, this is our memories or lack the lack thereof of the 70s. So we're trying, to, we're trying to remember. We're trying to remember. We're doing pretty good, I think. Um, 78, they released London Town. It included the hit single, With a Little Luck. Oh. And I don't know why there's something about with a little luck that remind that I was doing something a lot or that song was being played a lot when I was doing something as well and I'm trying to remember what it was and it could have been the mazes as well um, because we made them for at least 3 years. So 1978 with a little luck um god that song just it just brings back memories of something that's hidden right <laughs> um <laughs> Right below my, uh, whatever you call it. My Dubla Oblongata. Yeah, the Dubla Oblongata. <laughs> now, that song reminds me of uh, Monte Carlo's. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Um, God, what was I doing? There was something. With a little luck. Oh, Maybe this will help. Love that song. I think I might have just been sitting in my... I think, I think by that age, I was one of those kids that would shut my door... And would never come out of my room, and I'd have my headphones on, and I'd just be listening to music. So this was 78. He was 36 years old. 78. I'll almost bet this was popular when we were building the maze, too. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, This was written on a boat while Linda McCartney was pregnant. Oh, I don't know if it mentions her being pregnant in the song or not. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse you know, me. There's a lot of songs that have apparently have hidden meanings, like Dean Martin. Well, if, if there's some, there's quite a few songs that Paul had that had to do with marijuana. He was a huge mar- or is a huge marijuana smoker. And you know who turned him on to marijuana? I'm assuming John. Bob Dylan. Oh, really? Yeah. He, Bob Dylan turned them all on to marijuana. Oh, that's right. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. So uh, so there, I, I read somewhere about his marijuana use, and there's at least two or three songs. One of them I didn't know that are actually about smoking marijuana, and I can't remember. I didn't write it down which one it was, but there's a, a, one of his popular songs. His uh, or the Beatles? Beatle. I mean, it was a Beatles song that he wrote. You know, he wrote... 
he, him and John wrote almost all of the Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. So he is probably top three songwriters of all time. I mean, some of his songs have been redone by thousands of, of people. Uh, so he's one of the most prolific songwriters in the history of Muzak. Yeah, he's pretty talented. Yes, he was. You know, he, you know what instrument he got when his first instrument? A trumpet? Yep. He was a trumpet player, and then he... Well, he didn't really play because he got rid of He traded it for guitar. Yeah, and, and I read that he was he try, he learned to play guitar right-handed. Really? Yep, until he saw a video of, and I wish I could remember who it was, um, something daddy, um, ah, some popular artist at the time that played left-handed, and once Paul saw him, he was like, well, by golly, I can do so. He flipped the guitar, flipped the strings, and started playing left-handed because he is left-handed. But yeah, originally he started out oh. right-handed until he realized um, that you could play left-handed. So he changed his strings too. Yep. Who was it that played play left-handed and upside down? Probably Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix, probably. So. Yeah. He he just didn't take the time to. You need a you need a. Oh, a runt! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear you crunching over there every now and then. Sorry. Not, not the the app, the banana ones are hard. They're just like the hardest. On, just uh, suck on it; might help your cough. Okay, I'm gonna suck on a banana runt. Can you hear that? Okay, we apologize. I'll hide it in the back of my throat there. Hopefully, I'll choke on it. That's what I say. Suck on it; it'll help you. Yeah. So, so basically, that gets us through the '70s really quick. Gets us to '79 in 1979. Wings released their last album called Back to the Egg. And And you know what was on that cover, right? I'm guessing an egg. I have no idea. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. I didn't know it even existed. Um, And I think that is why Wings finally uh, broke up, because I think they... um, I think they'd kind of had their run. And so what was cool about Paul McCartney is... 60s, he was Beatles. 70, he was Wings. 80, he was solo artist with, uh, you know, du- duets with like Michael Jackson and different oh, yeah. people. Yeah, that was the big, the big thing. Back yeah, then. and then 90s and 80s, he became just a touring artist where he kind of brought back oh, a I, little bit I of. I remember everything. that album cover. Really? Yeah. Back to the Egg. What any songs? I. They don't uh, see the same year they had Goodnight Tonight, which was their last big hit single um, contribution to the 70s. Um, I said, I don't wreck it. Baby's Request. So glad to see you here. Um, now, here's something closer. Uh, you all listening out there, let's see if you how big a, a Paul McCartney fan you are. If you're a huge Paul McCartney fan, you're going to know. The, this song, but 1977 release of Mole of Kintyre, Kintyre, Kinter, Kintyre, is one of the all-time best-selling singles ever in the UK, and you and I had never heard it. Never heard of it. It's got a video. Oh, actually, yeah, I've got it queued up, I think, because he was uh, kind of strumming on his guitar, and uh, I'm going to start it kind of right in the middle. Oh, I bet that's why, because oh. it's got the bagpipes. Oh, yeah, that's why it's so down popular over there. 
Let me see when did I that can... come out? 77. So he was a wing. Yeah, this was wings. There's Linda right there. Oh. Walking in the middle. Just weird that I've never heard the song ever. Let's see if you've heard of this song. Ooh, Stairway to Heaven. Just kidding. It doesn't seem familiar. Which one is this? We're open tonight. Off the back of the egg album. See if you can find Good Night Tonight, because that was their last big hit of the 70s. Good Night Tonight. I have a feeling once I hear it, I'll recognize it. But just by the name of it, I don't recognize it. Was it it on the the Egg album? Yeah, it was on the Back to the Egg album, 1979. Um, Just some real quick facts. Paul McCartney married three times, and he is the father of five children. Good Night Tonight, is that what you call it? Yep. Good night tonight. So here's a question for you. It's not on that album. Um, Not being a super fan, a super, a Paul McCartney super fan, I wonder if any of his kids are musicians. Have you heard of any of his kids having music careers? Nope. If somebody out there has heard, you're screaming at the, uh, your podcasting device, but email us. Buzz at buzzheadmedia.com. Let us know because we'd like to know. I think you said that tonight. Uh, more than any time, more than any other. Well, I want that that McCartney super fan out there to, to set us straight. Is this good night tonight? Uh huh. See if you all out there recognize this one. Oh! Don't tell me you recognize it. The video looks. The video looks familiar. It does. Yeah, you've heard it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, you have. Come on. Come on, sing. Come on. <laughs> come on, Paul. Let me have it. Bring it to me. Here, Here it comes. Go. Here we come. Here we come. <laughs> no way, dude. I don't I've never heard this song. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you, is it got the words on the screen? How oh, you, no. I, how do you know the words? I know the words. I've never heard this song. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to get to the chorus. That's what I'm waiting on, too. Don't say it. If I heard this song, I just did not remember it because I still don't recognize it. Wow. And it did have the words. <laughs> okay, yeah. But I do remember. I do remember this. La- song. Last big hit of Wings in the seven. Well, that was basically their last big hit, and I don't know how big it was because I don't know that I've ever heard it. Yeah, you've heard it. You just forgot you heard it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so talking about Paul McCartney being a composer and performer, recognized as one of the most successful composers and performers of all time, with sixty gold discs and sales of over 100 million albums and 100 million singles of his work with the Beatles and as a solo artiste. That's a lot of that's a lot of music. That's why he's a billionaire. Yeah, 1.2 billion. billion. You know he was born 
during World War II. If you think about that, isn't that weird? Yeah, and his dad was off doing something in conjunction with the war, mm-hmm. so he wasn't there when he was born. Yeah. Yeah. And his mother died when he was really young. <coughs> Banana didn't help. Excuse me. Well, no, not really. I want to chew. I want to chomp on it, and I'm I'm going to annoy everybody if I do, so I'm not. <laughs> um, so thinking back to, you know, just thinking your our memory. Now now we'll just go memories on Paul McCartney. Um I was trying to think what I just it just slipped away. I had I had a thought about that. <laughs> what do you remember about Paul? Um well, he was in this band called the Beatles. Um he didn't really stand out to me until until uh the Wings Live and Let Die. Even his Wings, you know, so we're big Midwest or South, whatever you want to consider Oklahoma. In the seventies, for us, it was Sticks and Kansas yeah. and Leonard Skinner and Boston, and even though we liked Paul McCartney and Wings, it was just never one of those top tier. Even though he was selling gazillions of albums and singles and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that weird. Oh, I was going to bring up, and I don't know if it was in the seventies because I think it was probably in the eighties. You know, when he started hooking up with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson came to him, and the story, you know, how rumors and lore, the lore was Michael Jackson came to Paul McCartney and said, what would be a good investment? You know, I've got all this money. And Paul said, oh, well, you ought to buy the rights to songs. And so Michael Jackson went and bought all the rights to the Beatles, Beatles. songs, <laughs> which I don't think made Paul real happy after, after. Well, he didn't have to sell them to him. Well, I don't think Paul. I don't think Paul had control of them. I think the, uh, I think the music um, record company record company had them. Oh. I don't know why Paul hadn't bought them, but, I, and so I, and I don't even know if that's a true story. Uh, we don't want to put that out there as fact. Well, I do remember him buying, buying. The, he used to have the rights. I mean, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Now, whether Paul McCartney told uh, him to do it or not, I, according to you know the stories you hear, that's that's what well, happened. Kind of makes so. sense. So, Paul tells him to. By, you know, songs, and Michael probably thought he meant go buy my songs. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, what songs are you gonna do? You know, if you're gonna buy songs, those will be the ones to buy. Yeah, I or wonder Elvis. If, wonder if Paul ever went and bought any Michael Jackson. No, but didn't he get him back? I think so. I, you know, Michael had some financial trouble, so I'm I'm sure Paul got. I'm sure he he has control over a lot of his songs now. You should. If not, he should. Yeah, exactly. Should always have control of your own stuff. That's right. Don't let those record companies. You know that's what's cool about today. Just think of the Beatles had come along now with the internet and social media and uh, musically. And I wish they would get rid of all this rap crap that's out there. Hey, now we got some rap fans. There's nothing wrong with rap. Come on now. We like all music. We like all listeners. Yes, yes, yes. And Paul, he's still touring. He is still touring. At this time, I think right now, what is today? Tomorrow he's going to be in Austria. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, that's one thing. I can't even think of Paul coming close to Oklahoma. Has he played Tulsa or Oklahoma City ever? Do you know? I'm sure he has. I think he was at the BOK Center. Yeah. I I think he was in Tulsa. I would actually, you know, there's a lot of has-been rock and rollers out there. I'd go see Paul because he's not really uh, has he's no. he's still writing and he's creating still, yeah, and he's still real, real relevant. You're not gonna you're not gonna catch him at a casino performing. No, he's <laughs> he's 
Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with performing, performing in a casino. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get off subject real quick. Just, no. just real quick. Um, did you watch Garth Brooks at Notre Dame the other night? No, I read some stuff about it. So Garth played Notre Dame Stadium, 85,000 fans, and during that, somewhere in the show, he said that they've decided to do a three-year tour of playing stadiums. So Garth is going to come to a Gar, and the reason I mentioned this, you guys are probably like, "What the hell's he talking about?" Because Garth Brooks is from little old Oklahoma, That's where right. where we broadcast from and where we're from. We grew up, and Garth grew up in Oklahoma, like we did. Yeah, we actually got to meet Garth. We did. Uh, my first celebrity interview was with Garth, and we went to college at OSU together. Not that we hung out, but he was there in '84 when I was there. Yeah, in that wild. Yeah, and yeah, I, didn't you remember seeing him? I just rem- I just know he played at Willie's and and uh, Tumbleweeds and I when I interviewed him I I mentioned you know hey you and I were at OSU at eighty and he kind of looked at me like do I recognize you <laughs> you looked a little different back then yeah I had hair I had hair back then yeah not very long but yeah. not not for very long but <laughs> I lost my hair at twenty four so yeah I'm still hanging on barely. Okay, so do we want to? We never did find figure out what the Ringo Ringo Star. That's why I was thinking Star. And um, what was that dang song of his? Oh, Ringo song. Yeah. <clears throat> Hang on. Really good song. I really liked it. Um, John Lennon. Uh, I was never a huge John Lennon fan, just because to me, John Lennon kind of carried on the Beatles sound, and and so it just. Wasn't ever really anything that I got into. More a McCartney fan, um, and George Harrison was awesome too. Well, George got mixed in, mixed in with the uh, Wilburys and um, some other groups like that, and so he he was always kind of experienced. I think honestly, he might have been one of the more talented out of the four. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. as far as as a talent, you know, the other two they were great writers. But I think George Harrison was, as far as like an artist and a musician, I think he might have been the probably the my favorite as far as musicians out of the four. Yeah, he wound up. I think that was he married. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. He married uh, what's his face's wife, or what's his face stole his wife. Uh, the other artist, uh, Cream Eric Clapton. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, there was a, they were buddies, and I think I think Eric Clapton stole George Harrison's wife, if, if I remember right. We don't want to spread rumors, so we don't know if that's true. So take that with a grain of s- I'm, salt and vinegar. Why can I not find Ringo Starr songs? You guys, they're screaming at the uh, screaming at the podcast. So that's really kind of uh, a synopsis of Paul McCartney in the seventies. Hopefully, you guys were Devil Woman. No, Snookeroo. No. <laughs> I'll find it. We'll bring I it up on the, the next. I am the greatest. The No No Song. The Good Night Vienna. The... Blind Man. Gosh. Photograph. Back off Boogaloo. Is it that... don't come easy. Yep, that was it. It don't come easy. I like that song. I was trying to think what it. Even though this is a Paul McCartney episode, but it's related. Yeah, it's all relative. It's all they're all relatives. What's it called? Huh? What was that song called? It comes easy. It, it don't come easy. easy. It don't come easy. It don't come easy. I don't. I don't recognize it. You don't? Oh, dude! As soon as you play it, you'll recognize. Are you going to play it? I'm trying to. Yeah. We're we're trying to delay so you guys can catch that. Um, we want because I know you guys. Eighty percent of you are screaming. Oh, I love this oh, song. Yeah, I love yeah, this yeah, song. Yeah. I love this song. 
think he yeah. played drums on this song? Probably. That's very early 70s. Good song, good song. Those Beatles, when they weren't the Beatles, they were awful good. I think they did better apart. I really do. I mean, George Harrison did a lot better. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot better. My guitar gently weeps. Isn't that kind of weird that we grew up in the 70s and they they weren't the Beatles? Although the Beatles songs were everywhere on everything, but yeah, they weren't the Beatles in the 70s. Hmm. Interesting. So, hey, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here in a sec. But again, uh, you guys help prevent us from ever ever having to get an advertiser. Commercial free podcasting. What? That's right. Go to BC Merc. That's short for Bottle Caps Mercantile. We've got uh, a lot of Enid T-shirts because we do live in Enid, Oklahoma, and we've we've opened up a store. If you guys ever come to Enid, Oklahoma, look us up. Yeah, that'd be cool. At Bottle Caps Mercantile, but we are selling the first ever. 70s Buzz podcast t-shirt, and it's cool. It's a it's a bottle cap with the 70s logo with seven with the yeah, flower 70s flowers, groovy, kind of hippie looking flowers on it. And uh it's I, actually we should have the first ones. I know. I'll have to I'm gonna order some. Where's I bet I guarantee you right now. No, they haven't. No. Look at that picture. I know it's cool. I want a yeah. yellow one. Yep. And yeah, and large. how many colors do I have? One, four, eight, eleven, eleven, eleven different colors you can pick. Um, and then, and I'm actually working on another design that looks a lot like this one, but it's not. So if somebody wants just a '70s T-shirt but not podcast, yeah, it'll be kind of the same but without the '70s Buzz podcast. So that's coming out soon too. So you better order it quick because this will be airing here in just a few minutes. Oh yeah, and it's, they're just going to go off. They're just going to be flying off the, off the shelf. They really are. So don't forget, please buy one of our t-shirts or twenty two fifty. Buy it; it'll be shipped to you. Put it on. Take a selfie. Go to Instagram or Twitter. Use the hashtag BC Merc. We will start collecting those. We will start having drawings where we're going to give away. We'll probably have some seventies buzz hats, uh, other swag, um, and we will. Um, you'll. You'll be in the drawing to get some more swag. Help us out, man. Yeah, so I guess we're going to get out of here. I don't know if this episode has been shorter or longer. Or Just right. We're about right, so yeah. we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, Paul McCartney episode, and uh, we'll be back again next week. Right Please go to iTunes, leave us a review and comments there, or just email us, buzz at buzzheadmedia.com. You can find us on pretty much every major podcasting thingy majigger bobber out there everywhere so we're gonna get out of here cheerator see ya